0: This is Michelle from Today's Followers. This podcast is a place where people can learn who they are in Jesus Christ and their purpose in life. Each episode will help you walk on a path that leads to following Jesus Christ and to walk with other believers into a life full of joy, peace, love, and victory. Thank you for joining me on this journey. I would like to continue talking about living a life of excellence. We will continue to look at Daniel and his life. In Daniel chapter 6 we have another great story about the character of Daniel. Here Daniel faces another crazy king, King Darius. I don't know why, but it seems to me that the majority of natural leaders here on earth have no sense. They compromise to get into office and then lie to remain in office. Thank God that in the kingdom, we don't have to do either of these. We just obey and we are honored for doing what is right in the sight of God. God alone holds the power of promotion. You do not need to cater to anyone. Just obey the word of God and the heavenly call and promotion will come from the Lord. In these times, it's important to understand that as we find in Psalms chapter 75, verses 6 and 7, For exaltation comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. Daniel obeyed God, and God promoted him. In Daniel chapter 6, Starting in verse 1, it reads, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps, or local rulers, to be over the whole kingdom and over these three governors, of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give account to them, so that the king would suffer no loss. Then this, Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. God is the one who exalts one and brings down another. You don't need to brown-nose your way into something or a situation. All you need to do is to obey the Lord. Promotion comes from above, my friend. It does not come by seeking those who seem to have power and money. When God promotes, no man can take it away. When the Holy One sets it up, it remains forever. In Daniel 6, the entire nation of Judah was in captivity. These people probably often felt defeated. Yet they clung to the hope and the promise of a coming Messiah to save them. In the midst of this, Daniel, a Judean, is working for King Darius and gains favor with the king. The king positions Daniel for advancement, but this leads to jealousy from the king's other administrators, as we will see in the next few verses. We see that Daniel began as a Jewish slave from a foreign country and ended up seated at the right hand of the movements of power. He knew the money. He knew the law. He knew what was going on. He was promoted by God into the highest levels of influence within that kingdom. He was almost what we would consider a vice president. Daniel's job was to watch over the king so that he would suffer no loss. In other words, Daniel was to keep the king from being ripped off. In Daniel chapter 6 verses 3 it says, Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. This means that Daniel was trustable. There was no conniving in him. He was not concealing another agenda. The king felt safe around Daniel. Have you ever walked up to someone and felt something mysterious, like something is up, like there is a hidden agenda lurking just underneath the surface? The Holy Spirit will inform you of a danger or possible problem in that situation that you are in. There is none of that conniving in Daniel. He had an excellent and honest spirit. He did not hide or tried to conspire to do something that was considered immoral, illegal, or harmful. He was clean, honest, and upfront. You must be like Daniel and develop an excellent spirit. You must be whose agenda can be investigated And no fault will be found. In Daniel chapter 6, we see some of the troubles Daniel faced when he was moved into his season of divine promotion. In Daniel chapter 6, verses 4 through 9, it reads So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could not find no charge or fault because he was faithful nor was there any error or fault found in him. Then these men said, We shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So these governors and satraps thronged before the king and said thus to the king, King Darius, live forever! All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators and satraps, the counselors and advisors, have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree, an official order, that whoever petitions any god or man for thirty days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. Because Daniel was promoted, those around him got upset. They tried to find fault so that they could accuse Daniel and get him out of power. They knew Daniel served the God of Israel, which was in direct opposition to what the king had commanded. But they could not find nothing of which to accuse Daniel. There was no loss of money. There was no mismanagement of the king's goods. Nothing. Everything was in perfect order. So those around Daniel made up a new law and suggested it to the king in order to get Daniel out of the way. O king, there is none like you, they said. Make a law that there shall be worshipping of no other god but you. So they convinced the king to put an ordinance in place that anyone who chose to worship another god would be thrown into the lion's den. But instead of worshiping in secret, putting his faith on the back burner, Daniel continued praying to God publicly. It's amazing how many times God will intervene when flattering lips put great men into jeopardy. These jealous rulers knew that The only place that they could get Daniel was in his steadfastness toward God. They saw that it was how Daniel lived a protected life. Protection doesn't come by guns or armies, my friend. It comes by living right in the sight of God. Did you get that? It does not matter where you are. If you're doing what is right in the sight of God, God will protect you. These wicked men waited to see if Daniel was going to disobey a natural law to uphold a spiritual law. Natural laws should never cause you to disobey spiritual laws. If you have to decide which one to obey, go with the higher law. If you uphold the higher law, God will move to defend and to protect you. In verse 10, the story continues, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home, and in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. This shows that Daniel was a man of prayer. He wasn't praying because there was a great crisis in the land. It was his custom— to pray three times a day. That's why he was great. That's why God could trust him and reveal to Daniel things pertaining to our time today. God showed Daniel things that would happen thousands of years in advance, before our great-grandparents were even born. God pulled back the screen and said, Daniel, behold the future and what shall take place. God will only show these kinds of things to those he knows he can trust. God knew Daniel's insides. God trusted Daniel because he heard from Daniel regularly. Daniel's voice came up to God's throne three times a day with supplications, prayers, questions, thanksgivings, and intercessions. God knew the attitude of Daniel's heart by Daniel's many questions and his prayers. Thus, God could trust Daniel. Despite the king's decree, Daniel continued to pray three times a day. He was not afraid of anything or anyone because he knew God would protect him. Daniel opened up his window, turned toward Jerusalem, and began to pray. Then those whose mouths were full of flattery moved in for the kill. They ran to the king and said, Hey, we we caught Daniel praying. I wish the king would have been a little more discerning. I wish he could have seen that those around him had executed an evil plan to remove this righteous man from power. There are evil agendas today working throughout the nations of the world to remove righteous men and women from power. There are evil agendas trying to remove churches from their divine positions. But God will deliver those who have an excellent spirit, and the upright shall remain. So these wicked rulers said to the king, Daniel has not done what you have decreed. You've said if they don't do what you say, then they must be thrown into the den of lions. A den of lions had been prepared for the criminals of the kingdom. Humans were their meal. These lions were deprived of food, so when they threw a human in there, the human would not live long. It was the king's way of punishing all who disobeyed the laws of the land. It is important to obey the laws of the land, but we must not forget that the law of God exceeds every natural law. It's good when the laws of the earth agree with the laws of heaven, but many times, Even in our nation today, these laws are contrary to one another. That's why those of us who try to live right in the sight of God are looked at as a resistant people, a people who do not want progression. So the king was upset with himself for making the decree. The king worked all day to see if there was a way he could deliver Daniel, his most favored servant, But according to the law of the Medans and Persians, there was nothing that could be done to change the decree. With great heaviness of heart, the king commanded that Daniel be cast into the den of lions. Daniel lived so good that he had even convinced the king that his God was a deliverer. Your actions and your deeds will be read by them who watch you. It goes back to the old standard that says, Your life is the greatest sermon you'll ever preach. In Daniel chapter 6, verses 17 and 18, it says, So the king gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, And the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signets of his lords, that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be charged. Now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting, and no musicians were brought before him. Also his sleep went from him. The king paced through the palace corridors, waiting for morning to see if Daniel's God had indeed delivered him. The king was grieved at the thought of losing Daniel because Daniel had an excellent spirit and he was trustable. The world and even wicked leaders search for those who have an excellent spirit to stand beside them. They want to be surrounded with people they can trust. The king's reign was in trouble. The king knew that if Daniel was to die, the other treacherous men would take power. Those who have an excellent spirit are loyal. They keep things in order. You can trust them to use their great ability to defend and to protect you. In Daniel chapter 6 verses 19 and 20, we continue on. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. What sweet sounds to the king's ears. The servant whom he loved so much answered and said, Live forever. The king knew he would be safe now because Daniel was alive. The wicked ones around him would no longer be able to take his reign. The king was confident that Daniel would protect him, because Daniel was a man who had an excellent spirit. Daniel said in Daniel 6 verse 22, My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths, so that they have not hurt me, because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done nothing wrong before you. The king was exceedingly glad for Daniel and commanded that they should draw Daniel up out of the den. When Daniel stood before the king, you could tell no manner of hurt could be found upon him. Why was that? It was because he believed in his God. God turned the tables on those who sought to destroy Daniel In verse 24, it says, And the king gave the command, and they brought those men who had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives. And the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces before they ever came to the bottom of the den. I tell you, it does not pay to do wrong. It does not pay to touch God's anointed. It does not pay to be mischievous, envious, or jealous. While Daniel was in the lion's den, the wicked rulers threw a party. They enjoyed a few moments of power. They probably thought, we got rid of the man that stood in our way. Now we can rule. Now our agenda can dominate and the king will do what we say. It reminds me of when Christ was crucified and died on the cross. In those three days that he laid in the tomb, Satan thought that he had won, that he had killed the Son of God. And Satan was throwing a party in hell because he thought he had overcome Jesus. But another agenda was in God's hands. Daniel, just like Jesus, Daniel was alive. He lived because he served the only true and living God. A dead God cannot deliver you, only a living one. Because of Daniel's faithfulness, God reached down and supernaturally shut the mouth of those starving lions. It was no wonder these wicked rulers were broken to pieces before they hit the bottom of the cave. The lions had been starving for days, plus Daniel had been down there walking around in front of them. They wanted to eat Daniel, but the living God had shut their mouths. If you are hearing this podcast and your agenda is not right, it would be wise for you to fall on your face and to cry out to God right now. You don't know when your day of judgment will come. There is a day when we all will be judged, but there are also little judgment days throughout our lives. There are days when God says, "'Enough is enough.'" You've crossed the line, and I will no longer allow you to continue to do what you are doing. Don't think that because you're under grace, judgment does not exist. Judgment does fall during this time of grace. Just look at Ananias and Sapphira in the New Testament in Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. They were in the early church, they saw the power, they knew Peter was a great apostle. And that he had connections above you do not lie to the Holy Ghost, my friend, you just don't do it when judgment came. Ananias fell first, and the young men in the church had to take him out and bury him. His wife came in next, and before the young men could even get a drink of water, they had to bury her too. There is a judgment within the New Testament church; it may be prolonged because of God's grace and mercy. But God will always bring things into check and balance. God's judgment is a part of His mercy. God is being merciful to His people when He exposes the hidden agendas of wicked individuals within the church. When God's decree of judgment comes, if you are not right, if you have not repented, it will be a great time of sorrow. There will be trouble in your life, and it will be your own fault. You may even cry out to God and say, Why is this happening to me? And He'll respond, You've brought it on your own head. There are many who do whatever they want in the name of God, but Judgment Day is coming. Before the great white throne judgment, another judgment will come. God judges some things right here and now. You might ask, Why do some Christians suffer so much? It's not always because the devil is fighting them. Sometimes it is because they have continued to willfully disobey God. When you continue down a road of wrongdoing, what's at the end of that road will one day come into your life. It is not worth it, my friend. It is just not worth it. If you're not right with God or you're not right with your fellow man, It would be wise for you to get things straight before the sun goes down today. When God brings judgment into the earth, those who are doing wrong are put right. Every ill-gotten gain will be lost, and every position attained by wrong motives and political maneuverings will be gone. In one day, it will all disappear. You've got to get where you're going by doing what is right. You cannot get there by doing wrong. The men who were jealous of Daniel tried to take power through deceit. They wanted to be an influential force over the king. They hated Daniel because Daniel told the truth and did what was right in the sight of God and the king. Twenty-four hours later, these mischievous men were thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and their children. This is sad but true. If the head of the house does wrong, the whole house will suffer. I wish that there was some way we could stop it from happening, but it's in the Bible. When the head of the house does wrong, it comes upon their wife and their children. It is sometimes passed on to other generations as well. If you're in positions right now because of wrong motives, or if you're not doing what is right, It would be wise to set things in order before the judgment of God falls unexpectedly upon your life and your family. When the day of judgment comes, everything that you've gained by wrongdoing will be lost. Every power that you illegally hold will be gone. Every bit of false prestige will be lost forever. You will find yourself with nothing. You will feel like you've lost all of your money and your importance. It will be your own fault because you got it the wrong way. These men died because of selfish ambition. Their wives and their kids suffered too. Their kids didn't even have a chance to begin their lives. They died because of the wickedness of their fathers. Here's what this story shows us. No matter how dire things may look, there is no situation created by man that God cannot change. There is no principalities, no power, no earthly ruler or law greater than the one true God. The whole book of Daniel gives us constant reminders of God's sovereignty. To this day, God is still a rescuer, deliverer, and a miracle worker, even when circumstances are difficult. So what are you having a hard time trusting God for? What is the seemingly impossible situation that you're sitting in with no clear way out? The pressure may be on. You may not see a light at the end of the tunnel, but you can trust that the living God is in the den with you, and He has the ability to shut the lion's mouths whatever that may be in your life. Let's pray. Lord God, today we ask that you would remind us of the promises that is in your word. Help us to focus our attention on you instead of fearing the circumstances or the people around us. Turn our hearts to the things you want to show us, even in the lion's den. In Jesus' name. Amen.